Hello everybody, welcome back to Elder Geeks Game Club, this is episode number 10. My name is Steve Wilkinson, and with me as always is Phil Summers. Phil, how are you doing tonight? Great dude, what's up? And of course we have Randy with us as well, Randy, editor, owner of ElderGeek.com. How are you doing tonight, Happy Randy? Happy Halloween, guys, I'm doing great. Happy Halloween, yeah. yes, we're coming off of uh, a sugar rush crash after uh, the day <laughs> after Halloween. I don't know about you guys, but um, I've eaten way more Twix than I care to admit. Dude, I yeah, I I did so good. I like I've been on this like health kick sort of thing lately, and this weekend has just completely ruined me. Just completely. <laughs> so yeah, I know how you feel. Yeah, I, we gave all our candy away. So really? I, I yeah, there was none left in the house. We actually had some kids like pounding on the door after we turned out the lights. It was like, get off the lawn, you know. <laughs> wow, wow, you actually we had like no people, so we had tons of candy. My wife actually brought all of it to her work today. It's so much. Yeah, we had like no no can we had no kids, so we had tons of candy left. And then on top of that, my daughter brought home like bags and bags of candy. Wow. Oh. So our house is <laughs> our house is just not in a good place yeah. right now. I'm gonna have to get rid of a lot of it. Usually within like the first week of November, we my wife and I start kind of quietly after she goes to bed, like taking piles of it and like stuffing it down into the trash can, <laughs> <laughs> real low, so she won't see it. <laughs> did you guys carve jack-o'-lanterns or anything like that or we did this year we did something relatively uh we just did like a normal jack-o'-lantern face last year we went crazy with the dremel we did the super meat boy jack-o'-lantern wow but this year uh we we kind of were pressed for time and and so my daughter and i just did like a quick like half hour session and banged out banged out a regular old jack-o'-lantern how about you randy you you into that stuff you know what's actually really funny? This is this is an odd little tidbit about me. I hate pumpkins with a passion. Mm. <laughs> I really do. Everything about them freaks you me out. You hate them? Just the look of them, or I hate the way scared? they. Sm- I hate the way they smell. I think that they 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 do. They look weird, and then like when you cut them open, they got like all that stringy yeah. gut crap inside. I do hate that part. Degutting it is. I hate that part. I hate the stink, but they're actually good. <laughs> Then they rot, and it's like, come on! I gotta be the one that throws this thing away. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of pumpkins. So we we have three just sitting out on the on the porch, and, and so right now I'm like, I'm plotting against them, and I'm ready they to just, chuck. <laughs> they just want to be carved, man. Want to be carved up. That's why they make. That's why that's why they make pumpkins. It's just to carve them up. Yeah, man. <laughs> Pumpkin farmers everywhere. They're like, you might be in a pie, Mister Pumpkin, yeah. but likely you're just gonna be cut up by some city kid. <laughs> I bought. Sorry, I mean, like we're totally sidetracking here. I feel awful. I mean, it's like, the Halloween spectacular. Don't yeah, worry about yeah. It. So <laughs> we've been, we've been reduced to a normal podcast where we talk about Halloween for uh, for a half hour. But no, uh, before I go, well, before we move on, I basically bought. Uh, I basically made thirty dollar pumpkin pancakes the one night because uh, my goal was to carve this amazing huge pumpkin. And we went to this farm, and I found the biggest pumpkin they had, and it was, I think, thirty or forty dollars. I forget. And I felt the whole thing, and it was—I mean, it was enormous. I mean, I could barely lift the thing. I barely even fit it in my car. Luckily, my parents were actually were there too. I was able to put it in their van. And I get it home, and the next day there was like a rot spot, and it was already covered in bugs. Uh, so I had to get rid of it, and I had to like—I felt like Dexter. I had to chop it up into like a million pieces. <laughs> and like that night, I like boiled—I boiled like a quarter of it, and had like this giant vat of pumpkin and then I, all i made with it was pumpkin pancakes the next night nice. and, oh. and that's it i was gonna was, ask if you went out and had it in garbage bags and dumped it over the side of a boat 
<laughs> well, I did have it in garbage bags, and I did dump it into my, my garbage can. So, yeah, it sucked. I felt bad for the garbage guys that day. That was a goddamn heavy can. See, we're not too far off track, though, because we're talking about, like, Halloween traditions. And I was actually just saying before the show that, like, playing the Castlevania games has always been, like, a holiday, you know, Halloween tradition for me. You know, for a long time, it was Castlevania 3, then it was 4, and then, honestly, since 1997, every year I've played Symphony of the Night. Wow. So you yeah. are, you love Symphony of the Night, then. I, you know what, as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm falling less and less in love with it. Like, I, I, I've played it too much, I think, at this point. I'm ready, I'm ready for a newer, better Castlevania game. And, yeah. and I know that there's been plenty of Symphony of the Night-esque Castlevania games that have come out afterwards, right. but I, I don't think that they've quite matched it. You know, at all. No, I'm, well, I don't know if I go as far to say at all, but I am kind of discovering like that they're not as good. They're well, they're not as I, good, but like they're still very, very good. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Well, let's not. Well, with that, yeah. Let's let's uh let's, let's hop in. Uh, so anyway, this is the game club, Elder Geeks Game Club. This is episode number ten. We made it. Double digits. Here we are. Um, <laughs> this it is the the podcast uh, book. Book club for games um, in podcast form. Uh, we, we take two games, we put them up to our audience, ask them to vote for which one they would like to play. Uh, the winner, we then spend a couple weeks playing alongside our audience. Uh, we put together our thoughts, and then we get together and uh, record this podcast. So this time around, it was uh, Super Castlevania Four versus uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, it was a tight race, actually, uh, and it was a one-vote one difference. Um, so all you people out there, when, when you hear us talk about uh, what games we're going to play, your, your vote matters. It's just like a real election, you know? You, you don't want to be that one guy that didn't vote, and then you know, yeah. end up, we end up playing a game about a cat or something. You know, <laughs> 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 oh. I'll, I'll be honest. It was a closer race than I thought. I it was, thought yeah. Symphony was just going to kill it. So, uh, yeah, so we, that was the game we chose, or the game that was chosen um, by our audience. And, uh, Phil, you want to take it away with a little history uh, lesson for us? Yeah, sure. So, as we may know, since Symphony is a pretty well-known uh, uh, game here, it came out in 97 for the uh, PlayStation. And, like, since then, it's been ported to a bajillion things throughout the years. And, in fact, it might be the most ported Castlevania that I can think of. Um so it came out on the Saturn a year later, and that version has always kind of been considered like the bad one. Um, even though they added new features and areas, like you can play as Maria in it. Um, I think it has like bad slowdown, real awful load times. I know the Saturn was not good at like transparencies. That was always like a thing with the Saturn. Um, so there was a lot of effects that didn't really work right, and I guess it's just kind of considered very inferior. Uh, so then, that was it for a long time. So then in 2007, it came out on Xbox Live Arcade. And I don't know if you guys remember, but that was the game that was like responsible for lifting the 50 meg uh, cap on Xbox Live games. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't yep. know that. Yeah. That I, was... I remember the game was edited like crazy, but I didn't know that it was with the game that... Uh... Yeah, yeah. And all they edited really was just the video sequences, uh, just the two castle parts, which look like shit today anyway. So it's not like people are really missing out. But, oh no, they they uh they also edited uh, some nudity in the game too. Oh really? Yeah, there was there's a a monster in which is kind of funny because they didn't edit the blue Venus because she's she's topless, but there is a monster in one of the really long hallways where it's like it's the top torso of a woman mm. on the back of like this like alligator monster thing. Like she, oh, the yeah. top torso is on it on its tail, 
And uh, in the original version, she's topless. And, and, you know, come on, it's like a 16-bit or a 32-bit, like, sprite topless woman. And and in the Xbox Live Arcade slash PSN version, they put a tube top on her. I think in the PSP one that I'm playing, she also was covered. Yeah, the PSP is is the same one that you can play on PSN. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, which brings us to the PSP port, which was on, um, well... Unless you're, yeah, unless you're talking about the one you can get just off PSN, because it's also available in Dracula X Chronicles, which is the one I played. So Ooh, nice. Yeah, so maybe we're getting, maybe there. I guess there's a difference between those. Um, so that came out in 2007 as well, and that was part of the two pack of uh, Rondo of Blood. And it's actually it's weird because it's not really a two pack; it's really just a remake of Rondo of Blood and Symphony's Unlockable in it. But it's like a redone version of Symphony, sort of like it has. Sort new of voice like a, acting, and yeah. Stuff. New voice acting translation is slightly different, and you can listen. You can, or you can just leave it in Japanese, which I decided to do in this case just to see how it was. Um, then the PS1 version, which came out on PSN, also in 2000. Uh, that's the one you can play on both PSP and PS3. And then finally, <laughs> 2009, Konami packaged like a retail thing of a bunch of their Xbox uh, Live Arcade games. Uh, under the label of uh, Konami Classics Volume 1, and that includes Symphony. So, these are all the ways that you can get Symphony. Basically, if you haven't played it by now, it means you haven't picked up any kind of controllers anywhere, like in a right. store or anything. It's everywhere. <laughs> right, or you just don't care. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're just trying to hand it. They're just trying to give it away to you now, you know? <laughs> when it comes I think, out... I, think I, I think I even have it on my phone, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's possible. There might be one. Oh wait, no! I have Castlevania Four on my phone. Sorry, though that's a that's a slightly less than legal route of playing it. But I oh, thought I was gonna say, wait, that's impossible because there's that only exists on SNES and Wii. That's it. Yeah, it's a it's a ROM. Uh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bad, Randy. Yeah, oh, I couldn't imagine playing that with the virtual keys. Ugh. It, it sucks. I yeah. can make it to <laughs> the third or fourth level, and, and then I die. But Ugh. anyway, we're talking yeah. about Sodden. So, yes, yeah, so. Uh, it was met with critical acclaim when it came out. Um, the thing with that game when it came out is, you know, in 97, everybody was on the 3D bandwagon, which was kind of amazing because all the 3D games then at that point looked like shit, but I guess everybody's convinced that they didn't. Um, so Sony at the time, if I remember correctly, they kind of didn't like 2D games, uh, Sony in America anyway. They were very against releasing them. Um, and I think, you know, they were considered... People were just starting to consider that look old, you know. Um, so when it came out, it had just like a very limited marketing budget, and you know, I don't think there was like a big, I don't think it was like a big deal when it came out, you know. But I think you know, through the great reviews and the word of mouth, it finally picked up steam, and you know, it became a greatest hit eventually. And obviously now it's by demand. It was released this past generation on just about everything you can think of, so it did you know, garner that fan base through time, but kind of had a bit of a rocky start, I would say. And what's funny is before that game was done <clears throat> with its with its release, even on the PSN, it was it was actually so hard to find that original version, which which I have an original version of, that yeah. it became like a collector's item. People were paying like 75 bucks for it. You know, mm-hmm. they wanted that version instead of the the greatest hits version, which is, you know, I think in my mind, that's probably one of the first times I can think of that people were actively seeking video games as a collector's item yeah yeah i had the greatest hits unfortunately i wish i had the black label 
<laughs> but um, EGM awarded it their uh, 97 PS1 game of the year, which is cool because that actually beat out Final Fantasy VII, which at the time was just, you know, everybody was all over Final Fantasy VII. Yep. Um, and then since then, it's appeared on a bunch of top, you know, top 100 games or whatever type lists on GamePro, EGM, IGN, all those. Uh, music was by Michiru Yamane. Um, she first came to the series through Castlevania Bloodlines on Genesis, so this was her second round of Castlevania music. Uh, the game was rumored to be a retooled version of a 32X Castlevania game, which was canceled, called The Bloodletting. So I don't really know hmm. how true that is. I've heard about it a couple times through the years. I don't think there's any like screenshots that exist of the bloodletting, but that's kind of what people suspect. That's how the development started. Um Game's a direct sequel to Dracula X, as we mentioned before. Uh, Dracula X was Japan only, as we know, through the years. Um, it sort of came out on Super Nintendo as... Uh, I wouldn't say it was ported. It was almost like a remake. Um, I actually quite like it. People, I guess, I guess it's inferior to the original, but I think it's a good game, and it kind of gets a bad rap. But uh, you It know. got a bad rap on the SNES because it came out after... Super Castlevania 4, and people were expecting more of that kind right. of gameplay, and, and right. it kind of, it was like a step backwards, and I think a lot of people were kind of like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, yeah, and and Dracula X, like, you know, I love that game, um, you know, Rondo of Blood, but I think the Super Nintendo one has, like, better graphics and has, like, I think, you know, Rondo has great audio, has, like, that cool Red Book audio, but I think this NES music's pretty cool, too. Like, it just has a bit of a slight different feel, and I, I don't think it's such a bad thing. Um, I like that there's two of them now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyway, it was the first Castlevania to introduce the uh, Metroid-inspired non-linear gameplay. Um, it was the first to feature artwork by Ayami Kojima. Uh, she did a ton of artwork on Castlevania pretty much up until... I think she still does. I was going to say Lords of Shadow, but she did the art for um, that downloadable one that came out, the multiplayer one, which I have little experience with. Um, and it was the first Castlevania produced by Koji Igarashi. And he pretty much handled the series, um, again, up until Lords of Shadow, until they kind of took it from him. I don't know. I don't know if they took it from him or what, but you know that one was out of his hands. And it's also the... First one to have like a musical theme title, which there was kind of like a theme going there for a while, like Aria of Sorrow, Harmony of Dissonance. So many firsts for Symphony of the Night. And that is our history. That was a long one.
so so we, we we got the history uh behind this so simply the night randy you said earlier you, you play this game like once a year which is crazy I, obviously you love it yeah i play i played it once a year and actually the first time i played the game was um was kind of an interesting uh, scenario i was i was a freshman in college in 97 uh, dating myself there, but um, I was a freshman in college, and the first time I played it, um, a buddy of mine on my floor actually had a modded PS1. Um, and at the time, having like a CD burner was was oh, it was yeah. it was still kind of rare at that time. Like you know, not as many people had them as they did later on. But but he actually modded his PSP or his uh, PlayStation One to uh, to import Japanese games. So my first experience with it was actually the Japanese import version of Castlevania the Night. So I was playing it before it released in the States. And um, we couldn't figure out anything in the damn game because all the <laughs> menus were in Japanese and all oh, the, yeah. everything was spoken was in Japanese. And so we were like, what the hell? Like the very first thing we knew, we picked up a sword. but We had no idea how to put it into our hands because like everything in the menu was was uh, Japanese. right. But but, um, you know, when the when the uh, American version came out, we we played it and we loved the hell out of it. Um, and uh, and now, you know, like after playing, God, how many years is it? 12 years, 13, 15 years of playing that game. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kind of starting to see it as like the jaws of video games or at least the jaws of Castlevanias in that, you know, it it, it spawned the, you know, jaws was what spawned summer blockbusters. And a lot of people think it was like one of the greatest movies of all time for spawning blockbusters. And then there's other people that think that it's like the worst thing of all time because it spawned the concept of summer blockbusters um and th- and that's kind of how i feel about symphony of the night it's uh it's a great game but i also think it was like the beginning of the end for the castlevania series like after that they they went a little too anime focused from for my tastes i, I kind of liked it better when it was more horror focused right um but uh you know in other in other senses the game though man it was it was a great departure from the 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 um formula that they had been creating so far for um castlevania games and it was it was definitely a a shout out for like all gamers everywhere because if no matter what kind of gamer you were except for sports gamers there was something in there for you if you like side scrolling action games there was plenty of that if you liked role playing there was plenty of like role playing elements of the game there was plenty of loot and drops to find there was plenty of secrets to find um you know Pretty much that everything that was great about gaming in 1997 was was uh, shown in in Symphony of the Night. I don't really know how else to really put it. I, th- I think uh, you know the, the game we had it up against was Super Castlevania Four, mm-hmm. and I, and I'm and I'm kind of sad that we didn't have Super Castlevania Four because out of the two, I think the weakest part out of Symphony of the Night is the soundtrack, and I think Castlevania Whoa. Four. Yeah, I think Castlevania Four has the best soundtrack. I agree all video this. games. I agree with this. Listen, I totally agree with this. I love Castlevania 4 soundtrack, but weakest? Symphony of the Night has the weakest? Oh, man. I would think so. Like, they didn't even do... Come on, they didn't even do Vampire Killer in it. I think the only version of the game that has Vampire Killer is, like, the, the Sega version. Mm. So you are you like hearing, like, a lot of the the old tracks and all that. I mean, I do, too, but that's what you're... Yeah, you're I, I love hearing that, the- that stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I love hearing the old. I love hearing the old tracks. I love all the like past game references that were in it, like the the secret trick just above the stairwell from uh you know from Castlevania Four. In fact, they even used a lot of the same sprites from Castlevania Four in in yeah, there's a couple tonight. Um, you know, there's characters from Castlevania Three in it. There's there's 
Grant Belmont in it, or not Grant Belmont, but uh, who was who's the Belmont? Trevor. Trevor Grant. And, yeah, they're they're all in there, and and it has like classic movie monsters. It has, of course, Dracula. It has werewolves, and then it even has Greek monsters like minotaurs and stuff like that. And and there's even like uh, Cthulhu makes an appearance. So there's like literary references in it. And um, is Cthulhu a boss in it? He's a he's actually a standard monster in the upstairs upside down castle. All right, because I just made it. To, I mean, it's been years since I played this game, and for Game Club, like I, I may be about a quarter of the way through the upside down castle, so I, I probably just haven't seen him yet. Yeah, he's he's in. Yeah, he's in the upside down castle, and and oh, who cool. else is in? There's even Yorick is in there from uh, Hamlet. Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him oh. well. He's a skeleton with like a head bobbling around. So there's so many great <laughs> references in this yeah. game. You know? Even and like you said, like with Castlevania three, like up to this point, there is a reference to every single Castlevania like that came out. Like a reference to Castlevania two, you're collecting Dracula's body parts in the second castle. Yep. Uh, there's the you know there's the scene where you fight all the characters from Castlevania three because they're the people that Alucard dealt with. And even when Alucard first meets Maria and a little sprite of, of Trevor comes up there. Uh, the first one through the castle, you fight every boss from the from the original game. Even though I just fought Frankenstein tonight, and I hated him then, and I hate him now. He's like the worst Frankenstein of all Castlevanias. Or, yeah, you, you like <laughs> two hit him and he dies. He's yeah, like, and he just rolls around and he looks looks really cartoony. I, I don't know. He doesn't really. He is a letdown. But I fought uh, Beelzebub after him, and he's incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's just like a nod to every Castlevania game up to that point. I mean, other than Bloodlines, but I could even argue that with uh, the same composer that that's your connection to Bloodlines. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just like this great like celebration of all all things Castlevania. Um, so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack you there. Uh, no, no, no. I thought, I thought, I thought that was a good stepping off point for me. I thought, you know, I, I, I was addicted because I was a big, you know, fan of Diablo and a big fan of like Castlevania. So this was kind of a nice, healthy mix with all these like I don't want to call them random drops because you can find the same weapons almost in every in all the same places. But right. if you didn't want to, you don't need to play Castlevania Symphony of the Night the same way twice. You, if you wanted to, you could play the whole game with the nunchucks if you wanted to, or right. with knuckle dusters or stuff like that. And 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 you'll actually have a good time doing it too because it, it actually changes up the gameplay that much. Right. Yeah. Symphony's pretty. Uh, for me, it holds like a special place in my heart because it's one of the games responsible for completely destroying my uh nintendo fanboyness uh growing up <laughs> you know, <'cause>, really <laughs> yeah because it was like at the time i was such a like hardcore and you know i was probably like a, maybe a sophomore in high school when this game came out um and you know i was hardcore in 64 and there was all these games from the snes era coming out on playstation you know that i wanted you know, that were sequels like Mega Man was there. He wasn't yeah, on Mega Man X was over there. Final Fantasy was happening. Castlevania was happening. And, you know, I, I couldn't handle it. <laughs> it was a scary time for us as Nintendo fans. <laughs> it was. We, we needed to mature. It, 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 PlayStation forced us to mature in those days. Uh, and, you know, when Final Fantasy VII came out, I actually borrowed a, a PlayStation off a buddy. He was nice enough to let me borrow that and the game. And when I had it, I rented Castlevania, but I only played it briefly because I wanted to just get through Final Fantasy as quick as I could. Um, but I did not forget Castlevania. And as time went on, I actually bought the game. I didn't even 
own the PlayStation. I just bought the game. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, I just want this because I think I, you know, I was working at KB Toys at the time, and the Greatest Hits version came out. It was twenty bucks, and I was just, I thought, you know what, I'm buying this dang, this darn game. Uh, so I bought it, and then I was still so against owning a PlayStation One. That do you remember? <laughs> do you remember Bleem? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Biggest piece of shit in the world. So Bleem came out. They're like, now you can play PS One games on your computer if you buy this emulator. I was like, well, fuck yeah, I'm buying that emulator, and I actually bought. Because <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Uh, I actually bought Bleem, and then Bleem comes in. Castlevania is just complete garbage on it, and I was just like, "I'm, I'm never gonna get to play this. What am, what am I gonna do?" And then at that point, um, I think Final Fantasy VIII was a few months away from coming out, and I was just like, "F it, F it!" And I bought the PlayStation. I actually, at this point, before I bought the PlayStation, I also bought Klonoa, so that also is slightly special for me as well. I was a little crazy buying games for a system I didn't even own, and. <laughs> Paid a lot of money at KB, apparently. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't get that. They were like my whole paychecks. So, um, so I finally broke down and I bought the PlayStation. I remember bringing it home and finally playing Symphony of the Night and just loving the shit out of it. Um, you know, another fun fact about Symphony for for me, uh, personally, I'm sure it's not fun for anybody else, but, (laughs) (laughs) uh, before I even played the game, because I was just obsessing over it, I was trying to like listen to music, and you know how it was hard to like find that stuff on the internet in those days. And that was like when MP3 started coming around, and the chapel music was the first MP3 like I ever downloaded. And I remember to play it on my old computer, which was running Windows 3.1. Uh, I couldn't do anything. All you could do was just play the MP3, and you couldn't do anything else on the computer. Like nothing ran. <laughs> I can remember just listening to that track and being like, God, this is so damn awesome. I got to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely have a history with Symphony of the Night. And uh, yeah, for me, it was like the game that really, it broke me and it made me a better person. <laughs> it made, I'll, it, I'll, what's I'll, that? I was going to say, I was going to say, I'll, I'll add one more like really good thing about, about Symphony of the Night, about it versus like other games of the era and stuff like that. You know, it was, it came out against Final Fantasy seven and Zelda 64 wasn't too far behind. Like, I don't think like a, like a year later, like a year later. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I think Symphony of the Night aged way better than the both. of them. Oh yeah. That's what I was going to, yeah. I was going to say the same thing. Um, yeah, uh, all those games yeah. from that time. Symphony has aged better than anything on PS One. Anything. Well, that, down. that was the funny thing you were saying during the history segment about the fact that you know Sony was kind of like hating on two D because at the time, three D was three D games. That was like the big kind of explosion, and they wanted that was what they were pushing. I mean, whenever you saw commercials and stuff for games back then, all the mm-hmm. emphasis was on the, the fact that it was these three D games and, and right. the environments and everything. And I, you know. Obviously, knowing what we know now, all these years later, I mean, you look at a game like like uh, Symphony of the Night, and it just it still looks good for what right. it is. Whereas those games, for what they are, do not look good at all. I mean, yeah, but you know, Symphony of the Night was the culmination of all the everything that everybody learned in the sixteen bit right. and the eight bit era, mm-hmm. and then you know. Zelda 64 and Final Fantasy 7 those were like learning steps. Those were those were the necessary true. baby steps that we needed to go through to be able to get like yeah, 3D yeah. master. That, that's like true. Now. Right. Zelda's credit with uh, the 3DS one it is now it has retained its greatness. 
through <laughs> <laughs> has it i i have not had a chance to i i've never even seen a 3ds to be if, honest. You no? scale, if you scale yeah, it down onto a, onto a much smaller screen then it looks a lot better yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's yeah. all new they they redid it i know i'm just i'm just messing with you <laughs> oh no please <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> uh, no but you're right i mean it looks it looks so much better than just about anything at the time and it, like you said You said, Andy, it's just like this culmination of years and years of just great TV, art, and everything they've learned. And somehow, just because it was 2D, it kind of got shunned, which is a shame. And I feel like 2D in general really hasn't, it really didn't make its comeback until this generation. Um, yeah. You know, thanks to the DS and and uh, Xbox Live, you know, because now it's just like, oh, cool, we can put these 2D games on here that people don't want to pay 50 bucks for but then in, you can stay in the same breath that um nintendo was daring and new super mario brothers kind of was like well you know what people will pay 50 dollars for like a real meaty 2d game and yeah. that and, and i love that so i love that 2d is like kind of come back you know it's not at that point in time it was special to get a 2d game you know and now there's probably like a 2d game that releases on average maybe every few weeks you know yeah which is great yeah so I love that it has been re-embraced through time. You have to only do that with Metroid. That's all we need is a good oh, 2D God. Metroid. Yeah, I would love it. Other M, even though it gets made fun of a lot, is uh, it's pretty close. It's close, but if you can get if you can forget the story. Have you played it, either of you? No, I have not. I I uh, I have not. Dude, Which fifteen game? bucks. Fifteen bucks on Amazon. Other M. I know it's I it's yeah. do it. I, Dude, for fifteen dollars, even if you—I mean, even if you're disappointed, like I don't know, man. That's that's well, <laughs> if, it's the, if the next generation is anything like the current generation, we'll be buying it again on the Wii U in HD. <laughs> so maybe I'll just wait until it comes out then and and get that's, it. <laughs> Randy, for you, if you if you're looking for, did you like Metroid Fusion? Um, I did. Yeah, I really liked Metroid Fusion. If you like Metroid Fusion, Other M is like a 3D version of Metroid Fusion. Huh. It's very, very similar, like the the way the design of the ship. It, it's, I, I think it's worth playing. Cool. Yeah, give it a shot. Story's a little cheesy, but it's it's got a, a good game hiding in there. But I'm not trying to sell people on that right now. We're talking about Symphony of the Night. Yeah, we need we need to hear Steve's <laughs> thoughts on on Symphony yeah. of the Night. Steve, yeah. What 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 are your thoughts? How, what was your first time with the game, and and what are you still? What do you think about it now? Well, let me start by saying I voted for Castlevania Four. Uh, all three all three of us did. Yeah. Uh, um all right, I okay. My first experience with, with Symphony of the Night, I, I'm I don't know if I'm ashamed to admit it or whatever. I mean it is what it is, was when it was released on Xbox Live Arcade. I never played it back um when it was originally released. Um there's the, there's nothing shameful about that. I, I think I streamed it once and, and I had like a lot of people that are our age that were like, What is this game? And I'm like, It's Symphony of the Night. Where where were you in nineteen ninety seven? Yeah, ninety seven so was was kind of my ninety uh like ninety five through I wanna say like ninety eight was kinda of like a, a dark ages for me with video games. I missed out on a lot. Um I was in school and kind of kind of focusing on life and career and stuff so i kind of did not play any games for a while um the last castlevania game i played was castlevania 4 um and actually truth be told i've never really played another one since then 
um, with the exception of I think I rented one of the PS2 Devil May Cry-ish ones. Yeah, those are so bad. Yeah, and I, I play. I was like, oh, Castlevania. I haven't played Castlevania since Super Nintendo. I'll, you know, I'll check this out. It's 3D. It's new. Whatever. And I rented it and brought it home and played it for about an hour. And I was like, I this is awful. This is yeah. terrible. So, um, yeah, that that's pretty much been the extent of my Castlevania experience. Um, so, you know, when this one came out on Xbox Live Arcade a few years back, I, I, I picked it up and I, I thought, uh, you know, I'll give it a try. And uh, I don't remember really being all that uh, crazy about it when I played it. Um, and so then it just kind of sat in my game library and I never touched it again until until we until it won for Game Club. Um, hmm. So my heart, I, my heart, it's breaking. I tried playing. man? I tried playing it. <laughs> Heart's about to break into three pieces. I it is. I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying as gently as possible here. Oh, like, you can I'm like, honest, I'm like, I have it on like a, a pillow with feathers and stuff. I'm like trying to gently place it down. Um, I just, I yeah. Can't. Honestly, you're allowed to hate it. We always say that we agree too much on this damn yeah, show. Yeah. So shit on it. <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really don't like this game at all. Um, <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I never liked it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Phil and I are like, let's let's paint pictures. Let's paint Symphony you know, of the Night pictures. Let me just say, I look, I understand, I understand why why you guys like it, and I understand how someone could like it and enjoy it. Um, I, I see the merit of the game. I just had no fun playing it at all whatsoever. I. I I, and this is just coming from I don't know maybe it's three maybe I can blame the 360 controller I don't know what it was but I, I just hated the whole beginning uh, when you go in there and you have to fight Dracula and and spoilers you basically die and then you're brought back and then you kill him well, and then it, you don't you only die if you suck but you don't necessarily die there well I, I die there and <laughs> I then they know. bring him back <laughs> you usually die on your first try there. well it was just the hit area on his head was ridiculous and like I just so right. eventually, I, I think I died at some point, and she brought me back, and then I just assumed yeah. that that was supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah well, what, what you're doing there is you're playing the end of Rondo of Blood. Right. You're right. playing yeah, no, no, the I, that game. Yeah, yeah, I, I got that much, and then, okay. and then, yeah, and then you start out as Alley Card, and you, you go through. I just, I hate the whole, I love Metroid games, too, and I, I just hate when you go in and you're powerful, and then you just lose everything at the beginning. Really? I, I hate that so much. I just it just feels like and I realized at the time what it was doing was was um that it was new when it came out, so that's why I say like I'm you know, I understand. But like playing it now, I'm it's just it, I just did not like that at all. I was like, Oh man, so what now I I, I have a I can punch people and then I find like a short sword and then I find a slightly better sword and uh, you know, and, and when I was thinking about the game and what it was that was just driving me nuts about it, I, I started thinking back to the old, uh, the angry video game nerd uh, thing that he, when he did ca- one of the Castlevanias, I forget which one. Did the second one. Right, yeah, okay. Um, and I, I was thinking about that because I didn't want what I said about it to start sounding too much like that because I didn't want to sound like I was, I was ripping him off. But like, mm-hmm. there's just like a lot of the stuff, it's just so cheap. You know, like every time I died, I just felt like it was, um, it was just like bullshit. I, I just, it, I don't even really know how to articulate how angry I was getting playing it. But like, just there was parts when like, you know, the guys, the big guys that throw like the discs that are, yeah. um, you know, 
like the way they would throw them, they never seemed to have any sort of timing to them. And like, so, and then he would back up far enough away so that I couldn't get him with my shitty little sword. And uh, so I'm, <laughs> jump, I'm jumping like a moron trying to like swing at him. And then I, I was like, okay, well, obviously I, I can't kill these guys because I can't get close enough to kill them. I have this crappy weapon. Um, so then I just started trying to evade everything. And I was just going to. Did, did you have your sub weapon? Uh, the only weapon I had was was that red sword you get like towards the beginning of the game. You didn't get you didn't have like an axe that you can throw by hitting up an attack or anything nope. like that. Nope, nope, I had nothing good. Um, mm. Wow. So yeah, so. Are you hitting candles? I, I was hitting candles. Yes, <laughs> and every time I got I got hearts. That was the other thing, and I I know they put all this whole RPG system into it, um, but to me it just felt like. I just didn't even care about any of that. I'd open up the menu, and there's just shit all over the screen. Menu sucks. Menu is blowful, yeah. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. I, I suck. I, I'll, I'm willing to accept that. But, I, I you know, I, I open all that up, and it, it just I, – I don't know. I, I didn't understand, and, and maybe this is, again, something different. Like, had I gotten it with my PS1 case, and I had the manual, and I could open up and, and read through and realize what everything does. Um, but I just the way it – it was. I, I had no idea what anything was supposed to do. I got hearts. I was getting money, but the hearts and the money didn't seem to replenish my life in any way that I could tell. Um, well, heart, you, you you go to the save points to replenish your your health because you actually save in a coffin. Um, hearts are used for weapons and money. You can actually buy better weapons and armor and stuff and and items at uh, yeah. at the librarian. Yeah, if you yeah. eventually. No, yeah, I never found her, uh, and those those, <laughs> sa those save points you speak of, um, <laughs> I didn't come across any of those either, which means I you didn't come across save point. I replayed that Dracula fight about four or five times, and uh, oh my goodness, maybe you didn't know what to do, like maybe like because you know that's an old that is an old like. 2D thing like uh, to go into doors, you pushed the up button. I I went and, you know I went it into really some isn't doors. that. I never found Well, it I, isn't that intuitive to like to actually go in onto the no, save no, point yeah, and hitting no, the I up know. button. But I mean I, 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 I get that, but I, I I just I never found any save points. I, I don't know if I was just not looking in the right Did place. You I find a room that had like a big brown like QB sphere type thing. I did, yeah, I saw one the of those. Park. That's your save spot. You That's the save up. spot. I went up to yeah. it, I was hitting buttons and I, I had nothing <laughs> you just happened. Hit off. <laughs> That's a that's an old school freaking thing. I, I wow, yeah. They don't do that anymore in games because there's no I, more side scrolling games to like open doors. Up button doesn't do shit anymore in games. I guess, yeah. I did, it never even occurred to me to hit the up button, and, and as far <laughs> as I could tell, there was nothing kind of giving me an idea to do that. I mean, I know that to go in a door. I mean, I mean, modern games do that. You know, it's interesting that you say that because in like newer Castlevanias on DS, when you walk in front of a safe spot, because they're always kind of like abstract things you don't really know what to say like sometimes it's like some kind of fountain or whatever a little right. up, a little up like it'll show the d-pad hitting up and it'll tell you huh. to hit up on there so, so maybe perhaps that is not just the problem you had i i, I you know and i knew i was going to sound like an idiot because i knew there was stuff <laughs> i was missing i mean i did i as i was playing i'm like i am missing something i don't know what it was i was too stubborn to go over to the internet and start looking stuff up because that was kind of what i probably should have done but uh yeah so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm way off here. I could be way off, and and if I am, I apologize because I'm well, not. I'm not I, the one thing I didn't want to do was I didn't want to come in and, and just be like, "Oh, this game sucks," and you know, because obviously, I know the game's history. I know that it's a revered title, and I know that if so many in my mind, if so many people 
think something's like great, then there's probably a good reason for it, especially people who are, you know, whose opinions I respect. Um, and just because just because it's not clicking for me, it doesn't in my mind necessarily mean that it's a terrible game. I just wasn't having fun with it. And the whole time I was playing it, I was just kind of thinking, oh, I wish I was playing Castlevania 4. Because Castlevania 4, to me, kind of represents that. Castlevania. The way I remember Castlevania right. being, which is being right. just kind of more straightforward. And I, I guess it's more linear. And, and maybe it's easier. I don't know. Um, it is easier. Well, I don't know if it's. I don't know if I'd say it's easier, but it's the easiest of the old style Castlevania games. Yeah, just... Castlevania is super ca- or, yeah, super Castlevania. Um Symphony of the Night actually gets remarkably easy after like the first real boss. You yeah. know, when you when you start getting real weapons and stuff, it it, it kind of becomes a cakewalk. And you start leveling up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I did one thing I tried to do on one of my, my uh playthroughs was I stayed in that first hallway with all the zombies popping up. And yeah. I, I just stayed in there and I, I leveled up, I think, to level six. Wow. Dude, wow. Dude, man, you would have been set if you found that safe spot. <laughs> I know how to grind. One thing I'm good at is grinding. I, I'll tell you that much right now. I have well, no, no wonder problem. you had such a painful experience. If I gr- grinded to level six and then I died and I had to fight Dracula again with Richter, I'd probably freaking throw the controller out the window. I just about yeah. did. My daughter was in the room, so I, I restrained myself <laughs> from screaming curses at the TV. But... uh yeah, I was I, I was at about at that point. Now let um, me ask you something because now I'm because now I'm curious. Like, I mean, I know why you don't like it, but you like Super Metroid. Yeah, correct? yeah very much. Yeah. Now, what do you what do you think it is about Super Metroid that works that doesn't work in Symphony of the Night? You know what? It's probably just the difference of the fact that I played Super Metroid when I was what like 16, 17 years old and yeah. so it's more of a it's more of a Modern day gaming has trained you. I think so. I think it, it's to, definitely poisoned me. Yeah, I mean, I definitely. I find game. that a lot when we go back to these older games. Is that I'm just frustrated with things that have kind of been overcome over the last ten, fifteen years. Um, right. Which isn't to say that it's better now. It's just that um, they they a lot like like you said, like the little arrow. But when you walk right. in front of something, you're supposed to interact with. You know, whereas. Um, you know, I walked up to that thing and I'm hit, I'm whipping at it. I'm hitting all the buttons. I'm, I I stood on it. and I hit the start button to bring up the menu, you know, right. or, or the select button or whatever. So I could, you know, I thought maybe if I was standing on it, then something would happen. And I and I just, uh, you know, it it's stuff like that that in this day and age, you know, it's just it does a lot of the, the thinking for you. It's, um, I wonder if somebody playing Super Metroid for the first time would have that exact same problem because well, Samus's save points, you have to hit the up button as well. Right, and you know, I was, and I'm trying to think in my head, like, would someone have that that same problem? I think, as I'm playing Symphony of the Night again, because I barely remember it, um, I kind of like going through. I like, you know, the old style of games where they leave it up to you to kind of figure things out, and I do appreciate in modern day gaming how they kind of guide you a little bit, but I think they spoon feed you a little too much. There's always, mm-hmm. there's always a thing on the screen. And sometimes that comes in handy because some of these games are so complex. Like, um, you know, I was playing, uh, Vanquish was probably the last like HD game I played uh, a couple weeks, months ago. And, um, there would be times where I wouldn't play it for a whole week. So when I would come back, I'd be like, I have no fucking idea what to do right now. And then thankfully, there's all these stupid icons on the screen always telling me what to do. But every time I played it, I was always going through a learning process, I felt, because I never kept on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it kind of comes in handy for that kind of thing. But at the same time, it's just like, well, they're just always just making, you know, they're spoon feeding you what to do. Always yeah. telling you exactly where to go. And I kind of liked the more organic way of learning in game design, which I'm, I'm finding that Symphony is not that good at it, whereas Super Metroid is good at it. Like, and what I mean by organic learning is like the way a level uh, is laid out to make you learn without telling you anything. So, right. for example, in Super Metroid, when you get the speed boots, it tells you you have the speed boots. And it's just like, oh, okay, what's this do? And then all of a sudden, the room starts filling up with lava. And on your trek down to this, to these boots, it's like a real rocky area. There's lots mm -hmm. of jumps. You're making kind of these falls and stuff. When you see this lava, you're just like, oh, shit. And the way they have that laid out is there's just enough space to run, and you're going to run because lava's coming. That the moment you have to jump, you don't have to jump. She just goes right into her bet, her dash, and all of a sudden, you're just flying up this thing. You're like, holy shit, I'm running as fast as I pot. You know, I, this is what the speed boots do. They're fucking amazing. And you just learn how to use speed boots without it ever telling you how to use them. You know, you learn mm -hmm. it right there. And Super Metroid's like really good at that kind of stuff, whereas I don't think Symphony of the Night is that good at that. No, it's actually terrible at it. It actually yeah. probably took me my fourth playthrough to, you know, the jump boots. Yeah. In that game, you know, there's there's the double jump you get, which I mm -hmm. think is a, it's considered as a cape enhancement. But the actual jump boots, you push down and then up. And as the same time you hit up, you hit the jump key and you'll jump. You'll like do like a crazy straight up line right, right. as you jump up. That's not taught in the game. There's no manual that says how to do that. Are they the gravity boots? Yeah, the gravity boots. I had those. Boots. Dude, I swear to God, I tried that. So I haven't been using the gravity boots. I've had them the whole yeah. goddamn time. <laughs> down and then up. And, down and then up. And then as soon as you hit up, you hit the jump button. And, you know, here's another reference to other games that were actually out in the time. Almost every sword in that game, if you do a Hadouken, like down, downright fierce or downright towards and then the, the, the swing button, mm -hmm. almost every special sword in that game has a special maneuver for it. Yeah, see, I like um, that. I like that that's hidden because even Super oh, Mario yeah. had hidden stuff like that. Like yeah. um, the bomb, you know, the bomb trick where she throws a power bomb and then she does that thing where she gets all her health back in her suit and you kind of see her bust out of her suit for a second. Like, you know, I actually don't know that one. Really? Yeah. Yeah, this, I'll, have look, I'll have to look that one up. And like shine sparking is like this completely like they never really they sort of teach you shine sparking with the animals, but you they never really show you like exactly like the cool kind of tricks you can do with it. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So, but ba but like you said, basic stuff. Symphony of the Night kind of misses the ball entirely. Yeah. You know. Right. And, and but I understand when you know from the time period it came from. I mean, probably a lot more like you were saying a lot of those things. Are were just inherent back then. You just you just knew to do stuff like that. Like you knew to walk up to the save thing and hit the up button. Right. Um, yeah. Where whereas it's just gotten lost now. So I, I can't. I don't know if I can even really fault the game or if I just fault myself for for falling short of uh you know. Uh, I fault modern day gaming. <laughs> I blame Bungie. God damn it. No. Yeah. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I mean they're regenerating health. What are they? <laughs> It's a tough game. It's it's a really tough game, and and um, I just it just didn't. I, I I guess I wasn't up for it. I don't know. I I, I just I, I was banging my head against it and just getting angry and frustrated and and uh, little things like had I known that I could have saved my game right there would have probably you know helped me along, but I just felt kind of overwhelmed 
by everything, to be honest with you. From my memory of what Castlevania was and what this was with all the, you know, the crazy, uh, you go into all those menus and you've got like enhancements and, and all the item slots and, and all that stuff. And, and I mean, I within the context of an RPG, I'm fine with that, but I was kind of coming into it like, you know, I just want to play a Castlevania game. I want to, I want to whip skeletons and, and, and uh, Medusa heads and shit and, and jump and, and find the stuff hidden in the walls. And I, I kind of felt like there was so much else going on with that, that it, it was kind of distracting to me. And, and like I said, I ended up staying in one hallway and power leveling my character just, just for the hell of it to see if that would make any difference. And I probably, you know, I don't even know how much time I spent doing that that day. Um, it, it had to have been at least 20, 30 minutes or so. Of, of just killing because at one point you know it starts the the amount of xp you get for the uh the the zombies goes down mm-hmm. like at first yeah. i think it's three then it's two then it's one uh so yeah by and the end there's at one yeah by the end there i think i had to kill like 500 of them or so to, to get them to that oh, final man. level and uh yeah it was kind of crazy i was i was Good grief but i was oh. deter- i was determined in that way I, I just i don't know wow i'm sorry but, that you couldn't make it like uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a mental leap or it sucks because I mean there is there's a cool game. I mean there's a great game in there. Uh, you know an amazing game. That's so, what, yeah I know and and, and and that's why I felt like so frustrated. I was like what am I? What is it that I? What's not clicking for me here? You know because I know and I, I was talking to Frank your brother the other uh, yesterday for a mm-hmm. little bit. Or maybe it was this morning, actually. I, I don't remember. It doesn't really matter. But uh, I was talking to him, and, I, you know, he was like, oh, you guys are going to be talking Symphony of the Night tonight and everything. He's like, well, you know, what do you think? I was like, well, I'll give you a little preview. I was like, I don't want to spoil too much. And I was telling him, and he was like, he just kind of got, like, quiet as we were talking. I was like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm not. I, like, I have been making a conscious effort not to like shit on the game at all because well you're allowed to shit on it no no because i don't think it deserves to be shit on at all i don't i it didn't work for me um but i don't think that it deserves i I would not want to listen to myself just come on here and and talk shit about the game because obviously (laughs) you know if i was someone listening to this podcast and i just heard me like you know, obnoxiously trashing it, then I, I would probably just turn it off. And they may be turning it off anyway because I'm a dumbass who doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, well, you're not a dumbass who doesn't know what he's talking about. I, I do think you've been spoiled by modern gaming, but you know, in in the same Super Metroid, Super Castlevania vein, if you if you haven't tried uh, Shadow Complex yet, which is a Xbox Live game, Boo! you didn't like that game. I game phil hates that game i I like that game why do you hate that game i don't hate it i don't hate it because (laughs) to me it's (laughs) to me it's like metroid generic you know it's like (laughs) it is it is metroid generic there's no no doubt about that metroid generic brand and you know i like the setting to me and the characters are just like oh here's nathan drake again but he doesn't look And, like, I could care less about the dumb complex, and it had, like, awful, awful control, which is, I think that's what killed it for me. Like, ah. a lot of 2D games, a lot of uh, 3D, 2D games, <laughs> um, they suffer from, like, real weird physics, where, like, things are, like, floaty, and I, I don't, they never feel as, like, sharp or as on point as, like, some of the, like, classic 2D one, well, 2D games. 
And there was something just about like the twin stick shooting in that, which was just, I thought was like just broken and awful where I basically spent the whole game uh, doing the melee punches to everybody. And, that was fun though. Yeah. I, and that was basically my main method of attack unless I needed to shoot. And I just felt like, you know, I've played so many of, I've played every single of the Metroidvania games and I've played all the Metroids and it just like, to me, it brought like nothing new to the table, and what it did bring new to the table sucked. Right, I can see that. I can, I I see it as a very generic Metroidvania kind of game, but at the same time, there really hasn't been too many of those available like on a on a standard console. No, most no. Of, most of them have been like on portable systems, which is right. And I understand like the appeal of it, and it kind of and it makes me sad that like Shadow Complex is probably the most successful Metroidvania game ever created, which. Kind of makes me sad, but I mean, I don't know, I don't know what's proof is of that, but I mean, it's possible that it is. I'll say Batman Arkham Asylum probably is, but. Oh, well, all right. I mean, the side scrolling. Side scrolling type, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm, I, I was very excited for Shadow Complex. I'll say that. Like, I didn't go into it with like a shitty um, attitude or anything. Like, I really wanted to get into it. Well, I have to apologize because I didn't have the time to put last week's to video, but since since Steve kind of sucked out loud at playing uh, Symphony of the Night, I think I should do like a real like just crazy fast playthrough of uh, <laughs> of Symphony of the Night. I, I don't know if I could do it in the time of the podcast or not. Maybe. I doubt it, though. I doubt no, it. That's OK. I'm, I'm, if you don't get I, around to it, it's all right. Don't I won't. I, I, <laughs> She's gonna I be under attack like you are on the Ikarugo. That's all right. That's all right. I, you know what? And I, and I will. I will say that. Look, my my two favorite Castlevania games were two and four. I vaguely remember playing three, like when I was like a kid. You know, like middle school age, um, when it came out. And I, you know, I remember one, of course. But I, I love that game. But I like two a lot more, and I like four a, a ton. Um, so I was never a huge Castlevania fan, so I didn't come into it from that standpoint. Like, when you guys were talking about all the characters and stuff that kind of popped up from previous games, I was just kind of sitting here smiling, nodding my head, like, oh, yeah, so-and-so Belmont, you know, all right, cool. <laughs> I, I don't have that, like, I w it just wasn't a series that I was, like, huge into. I, I love the, mu like the, the iconic music, um, you know, even though some... You know, the whole die monster, you don't belong in this world. Even though I never really played this game, for some reason I, I've been aware of that for yeah. years now. Um, it just hasn't been a series. So I am not in love with the Castlevania series, I guess, is, is really the, the biggest thing for me. And when I came into this, you know, I, I, I wasn't coming from that that perspective. I was always more into other series, uh, you know, besides this. I'm not going to run down the list, but there's plenty of ones that I am pretty obsessive about as far as all the story and the characters and everything. Um, maybe had I been like that, then, then I would have responded differently to this. I, I don't know. I really don't. Heart, <laughs> What's that? You're, you were pretty quiet there. I didn't hear what I you said. said. My heart, said... it aches. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I, apologize. No, yeah, a... I was, I was always a fan of the Castlevania series because you know, Back when back when Castlevania was making waves, the original one and two and three, they were pretty much the closest thing to a horror game that was available. Like there was there was Friday the Thirteenth and Jason and stuff, but this was this was like the first original horror series. Even though it's not yeah. scary or anything like that, it had monster. It had classic Hollywood monsters in it, and that was that was what really kind of appealed to me. 
Yeah, I mean that was. I mean that is what Castlevania is built on. You know, just Hollywood monsters, and it's just through the years kind of turned into its own thing. But like you said, I like how uh, even in Symphony, it never really abandoned that idea to the point where like they include like characters like Cthulhu and stuff. You know, like it's they always have all these classic monsters and stuff like that in there. Um, and Steve, I, I think it's funny how you have love for Castlevania too. If wow, man, don't don't play that if you thought this was a bad one because <laughs> uh, they're, yeah, they're they're very like similar. I mean, sort of. They're both like you know that Metroid esque uh, game, and Castlevania two is very hard. It's very yeah. Woo. Yeah, I remember finishing that game and having a real sense of accomplishment. You know, yeah, as a kid like being just like pretty much never wanting to play it again. Like, Fini- like finishing it and then having Simon Belmont die at the end and being like, oh, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler. That's, how it, that's a spoiler. Yeah. You know, well, it has multiple endings, <laughs> but that's usually the one everybody gets. Right, everybody right. gets one of Simon dying. It's like, oh, great. But yeah, but it also, I mean, it didn't have quite as much other stuff too. You know, it was kind of the same idea, but it it didn't have all that kind of extra. I just this game felt like it had a lot more going on that I didn't understand when I started playing it. Like I didn't understand what all the stuff was for, and I guess right. at some I would find out later on in the game what it was for. Like mm-hmm. Why I had all these menus and like some of them were grayed out. I couldn't even use them yet. Um, well, it wants you to experiment. I mean, even as I'm playing it now, I have this whole item list of shit, and I've been picking up like I picked up this thing like a flame boomerang, and I didn't know what it was. And I used it, and it's just this. I you got one use out. I wasted it. I threw it at nothing, and then that was oh. it. It was gone. You know, it's probably awesome. Is it awesome? It, you see, the the trick is with those things, and this is this is from coming from a hardcore fan. Like those those little items that you get, like one onesies and twosies of, like the ninja use. stars and stuff. Yeah, it says use, but yeah. uh, you only get one of them. Like some of them are totally worth using if you get one of them, like the the bat pentagram and and uh, right. I think the pentagram and stuff like that. But there is an item in the game that if you just save up for just tons of money, it's called the duplicator. And okay. you hold that, you throw an infinite number of items in your hand. Oh, really? So, you, you, yeah, you can play the game like, well, by this point, you'd, you'd have beaten the shit out of the game. But you can run around throwing like an infinite number of ninja stars and an infinite number of fire boomerangs. And stuff. Oh, wow. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff in that game to unlock. Yeah, that's what's then, so cool. That That's what I like about it, too, is that. All these years later, there's probably so many things I've I've never seen in it, you know, because it just has so much going on. Yeah. Did you did you ever play with the shield rod on it? The shield what? It's called the shield rod. Oh. It's a it's a it's a weapon in the game. It's it's just like a club. It looks like, and you mm-hmm. swing it. It's kind of slow and awkward. But every shield that you use it with, it actually performs differently. Like if you push the sword and the shield button at the same time, it'll actually do like its own unique. Yeah, it'll do its own unique magic spell. So like if you have the if you have the knight shield, if you hit the sword and the shield button at the same time, it automatically raises your defense. If you use the Alucard shield, yeah, it'll raise like all of your defenses altogether. Wow! Like, there's, like if you do the leather shield, this one's actually kind of funny. A cow appears on screen and it goes really moo. Yeah, yeah, it moves at you and it upcre- It increases your defense a little bit. There's there's so many little things yeah. like that. There's I had uh, that weapon. I just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, hit hit the hit the sword button and the shield button at the same time, and depending on what shield you'll be using, it actually equips it. It powers you up in a different way. Wow. Um, there's hidden spells in the game. There's a there's a sword in the game called Knights of Dawn, which is kind of cool. Which if you um if you do the Shoryuken with it, you'll like summon all these knights of 
you, you actually summon a little skeleton in the game and you can just keep spamming the show you can button and you'll just keep spamming like little skeletons that appear on screen it's kind of yeah. fun man yeah there's so much to it yeah yeah i mean that's why i like it and and uh i'm finding that i i really enjoy the uh upside down castle this time too so far because like um I like how the game is completely open at that point, you know? It really mm-hmm. is just about you exploring the castle at your own pace. There's not like a, you know, because even though we call like the Metroidvania games like non-linear games, they are, they're they're linear, you know? They're basically find the key game. Only the key happens to be like an awesome item that you can generally use for, you know, other purposes other than just like, you opening know, beating down. Yeah, yeah, opening a door that maybe it's not a door, you know, but... Right it serves that same purpose so i love that the second castle is just a, you know it's just up to you to go wherever you want to go and you pretty much have all your core items so you can explore and that's what i'm really liking about the second castle so is i oh i'm sorry go ahead oh i thought you were done i i, I was gonna say there's only two things in the game that i that I haven't done and I, I really, really want to do and, and someday I swear I'm gonna do it. The the sword familiar? Yeah. If you level it up high enough, it'll actually give you a special sword. Wow. Um, and I've never done that. I, I, I kinda hate that sword familiar. I think it, out of all of them, it's like the most worthless one. Um I've been using the uh, little gremlin that pushes the button for you. Yeah, the gremlin's cool. The bat's <laughs> cool too, because you'll like eventually you spawn more bats and like they just go flying around the screen killing everything. Wow. Um but that and I've actually never completed the game as Richter. Because if you, no, if I don't you do go that in, Yeah, if you if you go into the if I think it's your naming screen, you can type in the name as Richter and you, you play as Richter. Yeah, and that's hard. Like I tr- I remember trying it a couple times and like getting kinda and usually by the point like by that point when I was playing as Richter, like I played the shit out of the game just regularly, so it was I was kind of burnt out on it. Yeah. And then, I, and then I just never went back to it. So yeah, I never did it as Richter. And on the PSP one, uh Maria's in there. So I I might once I finish this, maybe I'll give it a shot as her just to try it. I probably won't stick with it though. <laughs> but and Randy, have you have you kept up with um all the other ones? Like have you played all the DS ones and I, I played one of the DS ones. Like I said, I, I'm not a big fan of the whole anime-ish kind of look that it's taken on. I can't remember which DS one I played. Uh, um, actually, I think I played two DS ones. The, the first two. Okay. Second, Aria, one's, second one's not that great. Portrait of Ruin. Yeah, I saw that one. I played that one and, and the other one. And, and they have the same feel, but just to me, they're not quite, not quite there. You know, maybe check out Ecclesia because uh, that's the third one. Yeah, and it kind of uh, they kind of do away with the anime look, um, huh. and it, it's a pretty cool game. It's the way it's set up is at first it's very linear with like levels. Like, like there's a map, and you just kind of go from level to level, almost like the old Castlevanias. And those stages kind of branch off like slightly just to find like a hidden item. Um, and that's like half of the game. It starts out really hard though, so that's kind of like a warning. Like I actually mm-hmm. got frustrated with it to the point where I stopped playing it for a long time. Wow. And then, and then I was like, "How can I not finish a Castlevania game?" And I went back to it. <laughs> but when I went back to it, like something like clicked with me. And uh, so then, you know, so the whole game's kind of laid out with these stages, and then eventually, like you work your way to the castle, and then you do like a whole castle, just like you would Symphony. And it's really cool. I I think it's probably the best of the DS ones. It just has a really steep learning curve. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Worth checking out if you could find awesome. it. Yeah. 
Did we uh do we have any more thoughts? Should we hop into our community comments? Yeah, I guess yeah, we've talked about this at length. Wow. I which is cool. I I I feel like we I was kind of worried about talking about Symphony of the Night because I feel like so many things have been said and written about Symphony of the Night through the years. But I feel <laughs> like I thought I feel like we brought our own, you know, perspective. Our own flavor. Yeah, yeah. So we we didn't get much feedback. I was shocked. Um I I th- I I am tying that mostly due to the fact that we are in like heavy release time right now. Yeah, you know, that's true. Ba- Battlefield Three just came out. Batman just came out, which both are are great games. Um, and you know I got to admit it's it's kind of stuff. It's kind of tough to stop playing either one of them. <laughs> yeah, I could I could see it being hard. I I what's that? I was gonna say, and we have uh, Uncharted coming out today, correct? Yeah, yeah that's Uncharted's out. coming out today too. So I uh, somehow have to ignore that until Christmas. I don't really know how it's going to work. Tough. Is, is somebody <laughs> is somebody giving that to you as a as a gift? Demi will. Demi already said she would get it for me because uh-huh. yeah. So that it, it will be very hard to ignore Uncharted three because I do love Uncharted. But sorry, let's go back to the community corner. Uh, so <laughs> I, I I included this just because. Uh, it was a comment that was written about it. Uh, Nate, who always chimes in, I love Symphony of the Night, but I've played it and talked about it so much, I'm not sure that I really have the will to do it anymore. That's kind of like echoing what you said, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that could be another reason why we didn't have too many feedbacks on it. it you, everybody could be like, whatever, it's Symphony of the Night. Well, then why'd they vote for it? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, because it, it's given me an excuse to play it again. Phil, you're dipping out again. Sorry, that's okay. Um, it's given me an excuse to play it again, and and that's cool because I actually tried to play it uh, at the start of this year, and uh, I kept putting my PSP into sleep mode, and I thought I was saving it, and then eventually the one that my PSP died, <laughs> um, oh. and then when I recharged it and started it again, it, my file was not there, so I was uh. like really, really pissed because I had like an hour and a half onto it. Uh, so when I went to restart it again this time, um, I restarted, I've, I've started a new file and then I went to save it and it's like somehow the old save magically appeared. And then I just reloaded that one and started from there. Hmm, nice. Yeah, it was weird. It just appeared. So I thought it was weird. But, uh, Frank chimed in. He actually just played it recently. Um, he actually wrote a lot. So I, let me kind of try and trim it down a bit here, but. He said, while the CG intro has become very dated, the remainder of the game is not. The sprites and the music are still top-notch, and they've aged very well. Uh, the level of detail in the making of the castle and the living, breathing character is astounding. Little th- oh, the- I meant to bring this up. Little things like the confession room, or the room hanging to the far right of um, Tower by Chains, where one can spy the ferryman or a lake monster through a telescope is astounding. Dude, I love the confession room. Yeah, but- that was pretty great. Yeah. I, 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 it's so cool, because it's like, you go down and you sit down and then like the priest comes out and you know Alucard confesses his sins kind of cool and then like you go around and you hop into the priest spot and then like another ghost comes out and then she's like having like the mental breakdown i think it's cool like how they tell this little story in just this room for no reason you know it's just this weird room you don't you don't even have to go to that room no no it's it's just a side room where they decided to tell like a nifty little haunted story about the castle right and it's got like that like bell ringing it's i think it's awesome uh anyways uh not to mention the fact that you don't even come across the ferryman anywhere near that point in the game and it shows a great amount of forethought and planning 
Castle map is still the best of the Metroidvanias. I do agree with that. As it continues to surprise the player with new levels and connecting hallways. Play control is still a total winner. It's never a chore to run out of cards through the paces. And those are our community thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's our whole community. I can't believe nobody said anything on Facebook this time. They, they, they were so adamant about it. There was even a few people that were like, what's this, what's this game club yeah. thing? I know. We were all excited to tell them about it. <laughs> it's all Batman's fault. It is. I blame Batman and I blame Battlefield 3. Stupid superheroes and, and, and soldiers. Yeah. God. That's all right. <laughs> so, um... How about, how about for next time? So Steve, yeah. So just, so we were we were kicking around some, we were kicking around some ideas going back uh, something in the indie variety. Um, I, I and I don't know because you've, we've we had a couple options. So I guess maybe I, I had kind of put them down here in our little show notes that we use. But um, I'm I'm open to discussion. So <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to get try this game sequence out, which we we uh, gave out a free copy of it uh, last week through Facebook actually. <laughs> Um, uh, and I've been wanting to check it out anyway, so I didn't know if that might be a good option. Um, then we had also talked about Blocks That Matter, uh, mm-hmm. which is another indie title, and then this one I'm not I'm not real familiar with Voxatron. Yeah. What's what's the what's going on there exactly? So what's going on with Voxatron is I just discovered this game today for myself. Um, there is a Voxatron hum, like humble Voxatron bundle. So okay. I guess this guy's trying to sell his Voxatron. He's going the humble indie bundle route. Okay. Um, and what he did was, I think at first it was just Voxatron, and then like the you know some of the proceeds went to Child's Play like that. But I think like over the last few days they've added some value to it. Um, so now I think if you pay like a little more than the lowest, I think if you pay some kind of set fee, I forget how it works. It explains it on the site. Uh, it comes with Isaac, and it comes with. Um, blocks that matter. So you get these three games for I don't know, probably a couple bucks. You know, if you're if you're cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just suggested Boxatron and Blocks That Matter because I thought it would be cool to support the the bundle. And we already played Isaac, so right. Uh, but if you want to do sequence, I mean, you know, we could still recommend uh, that bundle. But Boxatron it actually looks similar to Isaac, so maybe you may not want to do it. It looks like it kind of like. Kind of has that 3D dot game hero look, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's sort of like as I only saw the brief video, but it looks like Isaac, where it's like an overhead Zelda-ish kind of thing where you're shooting. So it actually hmm. looks kind of similar, but it, maybe it's you know probably more of a linear game, not not like a randomly generated thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just a brief uh, clip that I saw of it. So, um, so I guess we're going to be taking a, a vote here between us on the show. <laughs> uh, do you want to do sequence? I'm in. I'm. I'm going to vote for sequence. I'm interested in that. Um, right. So sequence, Randy. What do you? What sure. Do you why think? not? All right. What I, about? I'm down with either one, really. All right. So sequence, and then blocks that matter, or Voxatron? Let's do blocks that matter. Okay. Yeah, because uh, so that way, if blocks that matter wins, people still we, we encourage you to buy it through the bundle. Yeah. Um, and and we'll be sure to link that up in the uh, the notes when we post this and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you so, would get Isaac and. Um, and Voxatron. Right, it. yeah, right. And then, but, uh, and yeah, and I, I wanted to give, I wanted to support that sequence game because um, the guy, we actually, the code we got that we gave out, he was giving out tons and tons of codes. Uh, one of the developers of the game gave out, like, he's the developer. It's it. He's, the, he's right. it. Right, yeah. 
uh, he he gave out a ton of, of codes, and that's how we came across it, and we decided to just pay it forward. Um, but I've been wanting to go back and buy it and, and play it, so I, I think I would like to give him a little support. And do you know what sequence is, Randy? And I, I don't. Okay, I well, don't, but I'm ne- I'm never afraid to try a new game. Sequence, um, from what I understand, is a rhythm RPG. So yes, wow, it's kind of like um, you know, like a DDR type thing where arrows are coming down on the screen, and you're using the controller to hit them. And, you know, time you're timing it right. But the way I think it works is like that's how you cast spells and that's how you fight in your battles. And it kind of has like a whole story, like a whole plot line that goes along with it. Um, it got release um, maybe like a month or two ago. And then it just got a steam release and it's only like, it's five bucks. It's yeah. a cheap one. Yep. Um, and then blocks that matter, which uh, that's part of this bundle as well, but I think you can also get that through steam and that's also a Xbox live indie indie game. So, yeah, and it's also five bucks, I believe. If you buy, if you just buy the game on your on its own, it's it's four ninety nine. And that's um, I played the demo of it actually, and I kind of forget. It's like a like a puzzle platformer type game. You're like, you know, messing around with blocks to make you know make your pathway to get to like an exit. Yeah, they so. seem like they're two pretty different games. I mean, definitely, yes. like they're not anywhere. Like a lot of times, we'll have two indie games that are like uh, Dungeons and Dreadmore and, and Isaac, where uh, kind of similar, um, but these are just two completely different directions. So it'll be interesting to see what people what people pick. Yeah. Do you guys know if uh, if Owlboy is out yet? No, not yet. I'm mm. keeping an eye on that one. Oh, that yeah, cool. yeah. I wanted to check that out, I was, too. I was going to say, I think we should just make it as a rule that we play that one when that comes out. <laughs> yeah. That All one right. just looks like a ton of fun, and I, and I think everybody would enjoy that one. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be Owlboy versus Owlboy. That, that, yes. Uh, yeah. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because the last time we wanted to do a game uh steve and i were like well they're definitely going to pick radiant silver gun when we put radiant silver gun we're like well we still have got to have the vote and then ikaruga won but you know it's still <laughs> so cool with it, but we really thought radiant silver gun. but uh, uh how how naive we were yeah we also thought a game about a cat wouldn't win in that one <laughs> <laughs> so it never seems to go in the way we want it to go. So yeah, I guess we'll have to just Owlboy will just have to be Owlboy versus Owlboy. Yeah, and we we all picked Castlevania Four. So there you go. Yep. Yeah, that's the rule. Whatever, <laughs> whatever we want to play, they don't pick it. <laughs> uh, oh well, that's why we leave it up to them. We're, mm-hmm. We play what we what they want us to play. Right. Correct. And on that note, I guess we can wrap it up because I think we we've pretty much. Uh, done everything we needed to do here um yeah. uh you know before we get completely go i guess randy one more time do you want to let everybody know about the uh the hearts that matter um the skyrim <laughs> marathon yeah, but the heart, the full you're hearts getting, marathon you're getting, you're getting the blocks that matter confused oh uh, what did i say i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i like that name though hearts that matter that's kind of a cool name no it's it's uh we're doing a full hearts marathon full hearts uh, yes i'm sorry yeah Apologize. Yep, it was a it was a Zelda reference that we decided to kind of go with, or, yeah, or yeah. whatever. Any games that really used hearts, but anyway, so we're doing a forty eight hour marathon starting on November eleventh, twenty eleven, um, at six p.m. Eastern. We're actually going to be streaming nothing but uh, the Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim for forty eight hours straight, and we are actually going to be raising money and awareness for Child's Play. Um, now, the the cool part is actually we've got a couple of, of uh, great sponsors already lined up. We've got Gamersgate lined up as a sponsor, so they'll. 
they'll likely have some some great uh, great prizes for for visitors. And uh, we also just got um, a, a matching donation from the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, which they're they're very cool people. But uh, every dollar that anybody donates to uh, to Child's Play through Elder Geek, um, they will match up to a thousand bucks, which is which is awesome. Um, and that should be it. You know, we're we're not touching any of the money. All the money just goes directly into Child's Play's account. But it, you know, it goes through a saying that it's from Elder Geek. So, you know, if you've got the time, come out and support us. If you've got, you know, a couple extra bucks, you know, donate. But if you don't have time or money, then you know, do us a favor and, uh, you know, throw us a like on Facebook or, um, you know. Uh, throw up a link on Reddit or or, or Dig or Google Plus or, or any other social uh, site that you might be using. Um, that that's really it. That's the Full Hearts Marathon. It's going to be a ton of fun. We have a bunch of different casters ready to go, and and I think we're equally excited about playing the game as we are about actually doing the marathon. Awesome. Yeah. Good time. Marathons, man. They, they're hard work. People don't realize how much work they can actually be, uh, and, and at the same work. time, you you could spend like you could sit down and casually think to yourself, you know what? I'm gonna do nothing but play video games all weekend. My <laughs> wife is gonna be gone; she's taking the kids. I'm just gonna get some pizza, and I'm gonna be a fat ass all weekend. And I'm gonna play video games, and you might do it. You might play 12, 14 hours of video games that weekend. But when you do it in a marathon, 12, 14 hours of video games is tiring. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll never forget when I did my when, when I did my first one and. Uh, the first game I played was like Contra because I did the an, an NES one. Where I played a ton of NES games, and the goal of it was to see how many games we could beat in 24 hours. So we had to like stay with the game until we finished it. Uh, so I ran through Castle. I mean, I ran through Contra, and I was feeling real good about it. And then I did Kid Icarus after that. And Kid Icarus <laughs> took me like I think maybe like two and a half hours I or remember, something. I and and then like when Kid Icarus was over, I was like emotionally drained. <laughs> The fuck! I gotta play for another twenty hours. I was like, <laughs> ready for a break already. It is hard, yep. and especially depending on the game you're playing. Some games are difficult, and you're, you know, you're getting pissed and complaining. It's hard. It's hard work. It's hard work because it's not. It's not just playing a game. It's also you know you're interacting with people in the chat. You're you're interacting with anybody else that you might be ta- you know talking with at the same time. All the while worrying about the quality of your stream and yeah, oh, there's there's tons of stuff going on. And and like when I did it, uh, the few times I've done it, I, it's always kind of like people come over. So at the same time, I'm like trying to entertain guests, like <laughs> because I have like I have like a party going on in my house in the background while we like play these games. And yeah, they were just. I I remember. Um, I think it was like 10 o'clock at night. I started 12 in the afternoon on a Friday and it was like 10 at night and I'm, I had people show up and other people were playing the games. I was like, you know what? I just got to get out of here for a bit. And I like went for a walk around the block for like 15 <laughs> minutes. It, it's hard. I mean, there's a, there, like you said, there's so much to worry about. You have to entertain all these people in the room. You have to play the games. You're hoping you're doing well playing the games, you know, so you're not boring anyone. Yep. And... Yep. You know, and then I'm trying to feed people pizza. So it's, it can be hard. It can be really yeah. hard. Yep. I, I was the same way last year. I, I was lucky enough that I had uh, Justin, Justin Johnston come over. Um, he helped out with the, with the streaming and stuff. He'd actually, he didn't actually stream at all, but there was a point where we kind of had uh, somebody had to drop out on an emergency because they just could not get their PC to run the game. And I had to, ru- I had to like run from like 
the 3 a.m. slot to like noon the next day. And I was oh. like, dude, I just need a nap. I was like, please, please, please just play for two hours for me. So it it's it is a lot of work just enjoying a video game. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Oh, and we're also hopefully, you know, we're we're getting a lot of positive vibes from Twitch, uh, Twitch TV. So hopefully, we'll be seeing some advertisement and stuff on on Twitch TV as well, like pointing out the pointing out the event. So it's it is going to be a big event. This is probably going to be our biggest our biggest charity event yet, and I'm I'm very very excited for it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Cool. All right. Eve, would you like to wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, please head over to eldergeek.com and uh, check out the show. Check out all the great video reviews and articles on the site. Um, there's just a ton of great content there. And, and if you're somehow finding this and haven't already been to Elder Geek, then I don't know how that would happen, but I highly encourage you to, <laughs> to get over there. Uh, and check us out on Facebook as well, at uh, facebook.com slash eldergeek.com, Twitter slash eldergeek.com and youtube.com slash eldergeek.com um, always happy to get comments and feedback from the audience so thanks again very much for listening uh, my name is Steve Wilkinson and for Phil and Randy uh, we will see you next time adios happy Halloween